We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hell, and the one and only Leonard Ellerby in Blue Wire Studios with us today. It is Canelo versus Charlo week here in Vegas. So, you know, last time you were here, you had the suit on. I, I, I like the, the Nike outfit. We got hoodies on today. Yeah. I don't feel that bad about myself. So it's, it's good. We're matching the same energy today. Now, nah, it's always great to have you in and, you know, really just getting to chop up and talk boxing. Last time, it was so great. Everyone loved the show because it was us just talking. It was a lot. People learn so much about the business of boxing. So it's always great to have you on and see where the conversation goes this week in particular. And I guess we can start here. You're here because you have one of the best and brightest young fighters in the game last year, last time you were on. We talked about him a little bit, but Carmel Moton is fighting, making his debut. He's 17? 17. Pro debut on the Canelo Alvarez card. And how did y'all do it again? <laughs> That's just, like, he's unanimously considered top three prospects in the world in terms of amateurs. And instead of waiting for the Olympics, which I think are next year, even though this doesn't hold him back from that, I think you could be a pro now and still go to the Olympics, which is wild. That why is this the right time with him, and how did y'all see him from such a young age? Well, um, yeah, I got to give all the credit to Floyd. You know, you know, um, early on when he was a youngster, like I think he started coming to the gym when he was like maybe five years old, five six years old, and he's been under that Mayweather umbrella ever since then. You know, you and you, there's pictures out there. You see him in the gym when. They gotta, they gotta sit on the, um, on the stairs, you know, just so he can hit the pad. <laughs> he's that little, you know, and, um, he's just, he's a tremendous young man. You know, um, his father's done a phenomenal job with them and, and the key to everything, he's listened. You know, um, Floyd's guided him ever since he was a youngster. Floyd's been taking care of him, you know, since then, you know, and, um, I, I always tease him about what better situation to be in to have someone of full stature to be your mentor, you know, all throughout the amateurs. 
you know, for his funding, your entire situation. So you don't have to worry about, you know, how you're going to get to this tournament. And, you know, he's comfortable, you know, and then he could just focus on his training. And well, he would oftentimes be in the gym with us and for giving him little training tips, you know. So I'm just really excited that he's getting an opportunity to, you know, start, you know, what in his mind, an incredible dream. Yo, so for years, everybody goes, who's the next Floyd Mayweather? Adrian Brown is the next Floyd Mayweather. They're like, nah, nah, nah. Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, like everybody, but this is the first time that Floyd was like, him. Him. That means a lot. Yes, it does. Um, I've had the, the, the incredible opportunity to just witness the young man just spar. And it's just like, he nice. <laughs> he is nice. And, you know, when you, when you see the, the, the top guys that he's worked with thus far, you know, as an amateur. Right. You know, and he's held his own. He's held his own. And he's just going to get better and better and better. He's boxed. And I don't know how I forgot about this. He's boxed Tank, too. Right. He's boxed with Tank. Yeah. He's, he's boxed Tank, Shakur, Keyshawn, Obisi, everybody. All the time, these times. Or Bessie brought him in for camp. Yeah. Like, not even just smart. Like, yo, <laughs> constant work. Yeah, yeah, no. And it's like, because he's he's getting this invaluable experience early, you know, and, and get, gaining, you know, getting tips from all these guys. And so he, the sky's the limit from where he's going to go, you know. The, um, and people thought Floyd was joking when he jumped out there and said his first fight, um, who he wanted it again? Lee Wood, Lee yeah, Wood. yeah, for the title. He's like, Let's get was it. dead serious. I, I noticed. He was dead serious. I, and you know, it was just like, it was it was funny when he said it because I knew he was serious, and I just said the commission's not going to allow that. But you know, we were confident that he could get it done. That's how good this kid is. How good he is. I mean, you guys are putting him in there this weekend with Ezekiel Flores four and three KOs. Yeah. People fight cab drivers in yeah. the first fight. Literal cab no, drivers. No, no disrespect to Canelo. But that that resume, <laughs> fight one through like 18, yeah. is a little questionable. <laughs> so, uh, you guys are not giving Carmelo an easy start at all. No, and he didn't want one. He, he didn't want one. And actually, he's fighting a four-rounder, but we wanted a six. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. They, they wanted, wanted six in the commission. They said, no, you know, we're going to make it a four. Okay, no problem. No problem. Yeah, we wanted a six. Dude, so so here's the thing. So you've worked with Floyd, obviously. You've worked with Tank. You've gotten Tank to this point. Now, everybody wants to be the next Floyd. Now everybody wants to be the next Tank. But you guys got Carmel. Now, I'm not, I'm not asking for all the tips and the, and the tricks here, but you have a blueprint on how you guys do things. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Trace, for saying that. You got and, and all it takes, and I think when you say he listens, all it takes is for a fighter to listen to y'all. All that's all it takes. So is Carmel in this as you see it, if everything breaks the right way, that the plan is, hey, we got this, we got this 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 play. It works every time. As long as you listen and run the plays, y'all be all right. He's gonna be all right. He, he, he's going, and that's what I told him. I said, continue to have the patience. You're going to be on the fast track. You're going to be on the fast track, but just continue to listen to what Floyd says, what I say, and you're going to be all right. 
I promise you that. I promise you that. I've seen other talented fighters come through that Mayweather gym. But you talk about patience. How hard is it to see someone steer off of that track after you show them? It's funny. I just saw something the other day. Someone posted Ring Magazine 2013. They're like, yo, 10 years ago, the last Ring Magazine rankings. The pound for pound rankings? Pound for pound rankings. Uh-huh. Who was number five? Adrian Broner. Oh, he was number five? Number five in 2013. Oh, wow. Pound for pound in the world. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> in the world. Uh-huh. He was around Floyd at that time. Yeah. He was in the gym. I believe he was training at the gym at that time. He was, and he was training in Colorado. Because yeah. I think this was around when he fought Gavin Reeves. Maybe after that. Because I, when I worked with Jay-Z, we did a documentary on Broner. Yeah. Mm. He was a about to, he was a year away from fighting Pauly. Yep. That's kind of where stuff went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's one of those like, yo, we got a plan, we got a path. But then there's stuff like a Pauly Manalaji fight or other stuff pulls him. He wanted to become a rapper. How, how, just from the outside looking in, not Adrian specifically, but there's been other fighters, great fighters and through, come throughout that gym where maybe they just steer off the course of that plan. What is it like for you watching back and just being like, damn, like I'm trying to get you here and just seeing them go their own way. Everybody has their own path and everybody's not going, you know, have the same path. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I'm really proud of a lot of things that we've done as a promotion with the guys that we've had. Like, look what we were able to do with Badu Jack. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Multi-time world champion. You know, think about that. I mean, he got knocked out. He got knocked out in the first round. Yep. Told him to take some time off. And um, what he did, he listened. And I said, and when you come back, I said, we're going to probably have to go in the, go in the, not the side door, we're probably going to have to go in the back door now. I said, and it's going to be tough. But just, continue, you know, listen. And we're going to get you back in the mix. And I said, now, nah, when the opportunity come, we just got to be ready. And it was like a year, a little under two years, year and a half, somewhere like that. Make some calls. And Andre, the, the, the uh, Anthony, Darrell opportunity comes up. And I said, we're we going to, you know, we're going to have to go down in the backyard. So we went to Chicago. And it was us against the world. You know, and it's just like, I knew, I knew then it was just like, they, they everybody's looking at the last performance mm-hmm. and they thinking that, you know, okay, stuff happens. And then it's like, we're going to catch them slipping. We're going to catch them slipping and we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. And that's what it was. And then it's like, he became game champ. And, and then it's like, put him in like, I think it was seven world title fights in a row. And you got to remember that time we had a, some draw, a draw, and you know he yeah. got he was oh. in some terrible situations. Yeah. Judges ain't like Badu yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. You know, man, bro, guess who he was with? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why he had that cut at one yeah. point. It just, but, it just but went. Even with that being said, that you know he would go from that fight, and we give him another opportunity. Mm-hmm. After opportunity, for seven, I think it was seven world title fights in a row, unheard of. And and making great money, making great money, you know. Um, but that's just an example. We, get, you know, I'm very very proud of what we were able to do with you know with Ishay Smith, with Mickey Bay, um, 
Jay Leon, you know, not big names per se in the sport, but we got them opportunities. Yep. And that's all you can do as a promoter, get them opportunities. And, you know, we were able to do that. So I'm proud of that. Still got good relationships with all these guys because that's what it's about, you know. Still getting, making money. Jay Leon's in. With, with Jake Paul. Jake, Jake Paul's Paul, can't yeah. make him money. Like, yeah, yeah, he's doing very well. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. you know, taking those teachers and being in the about, gym. that's putting guys in opportunities so they can feed their family. Yeah. You know, he's feeding his family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's fine over there. guys are doing all right. Yeah. You guys are doing all right. So, Jamel Charles fighting uh, Canelo this weekend. And I want to get your take on this because it's been a big year for boxing. We've had some big fights. Tank and Ryan still the biggest one of them all. Yes. In terms of pay-per-view, in terms of attraction. And that's not to take anything away from Crawford Spence. It was an incredible fight, incredible performance by Terrence Crawford, but it didn't do what they did. I've heard rumblings back and forth, like, how big will this fight be? Because Canelo's Canelo. Yeah. Charlo's been on the side of, for years, where he felt like he hasn't gotten his due as a fighter. He's also been kind of inactive, too, which maybe has hurt him a little bit. How big is this fight in terms of the appeal for the mainstream? Well, because Canelo's fan base is the biggest in all of boxing, you just don't really know. But I can tell you right now, this is one of the biggest fights of the year. That's for sure. Hands down. Because, again, it's like you have Canelo. Again, it's like his his base is what it is. You know, um, so you can draw off of that. You know, they're coming. And they, they're going to support him. And, and, and to um, Jamel's credit is that he's not from little, some little small town. You, you know, so it's like he's you know, living in Houston. And, you know, he has a lot of support down there. But this is the key. Anytime you have a black fighter fighting a Mexican fighter, that is a rivalry. Okay, so... You're going, you're going to be able to get to do some kind of magic somehow, some way. And he's, and, and Mel was fighting the right guy at the right time, the right time too. But this fight is again, one of the biggest fights of the entire year. I'm not going to say it's the biggest fight, um, because, um, Tank and Ryan was lightning in the bottle, special, you know, two incredible, Fighters who has just uh, phenomenal drawing power, and we were able to bring those those two worlds together, and just make something really really special with no titles on the line. With no titles on the line, <laughs> imagine that crazy. Imagine that Air, for bragging rights. Bragging rights for bragging rights. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I kind of want to talk about Tank and Ryan a little bit because you were here beforehand last time. It played out exactly how you said it was. <laughs> like, kinda, in the ring, outside of the ring, everything, right? But we see afterwards, Ryan's with a new trainer. You know, he's moved camp. Everyone's gone down there to train in Texas. But I just saw Ryan not too long ago. He's getting tips from Floyd. I've seen Keyshawn Davis recently in the gym with Floyd. There's always this side of the street type things, and we, we know... Floyd's relationship with Tank, and he's always there supporting Tank on fight night and everything. But he has this willingness to help all these young fighters. Where does that come from? Because for so long, everyone's been so like segregated. This is my team. These are my secrets. It seems like Floyd is now in, I don't want to call him 
it sounds bad when I say in his age now, because Floyd ain't old, but now he's kind of like trying to share this knowledge with whoever will come through those doors. Yeah, and that's just who he is. I, I mean, if if fighters are receptive to want to learn, you know, he's opened himself up to wanting to help them out. You know, it's just who he is. Yeah. And I feel like on a business end, you uh, follow kind of suit. You don't seem to be like many other promoters or advisors or anyone in the boxing world where even on Twitter, occasionally a Twitter troll will, uh, you know, hop into your mentions or something, but you're, you're not like sheltered in it. You're like, no, this is what it is business wise. Yeah. And then they try to tell you they know better, which you laugh at. <laughs> imagine that. that. <laughs> but, uh, imagine that. I, I, I see it every day. They try it. You're not like secretive with these things. You're like, yeah. no, this is what I, you're very open to talk to people everywhere and young fighters about the business of boxing. Why is it that you guys have no qualms with sharing this? Well, I think for me, it's, it's, you know, oftentimes it's insulting some of the stuff that people say, but I don't take it personally because, again, the, you know, the record speaks for itself what I personally even been able to do, so I don't have to prove nothing to anyone, but it's just amazing how social media, just like these, everybody's an expert. Every, everybody's an expert. They, I call them Twitter promoters and Twitter managers. <laughs> you know, it's like they've done the biggest fights. They can tell you the, what the splits look like. They can tell you what, you know, what you're going to generate over here. We're going to tell you what the foreign looks like. They can tell you that all, but never done nothing themselves. So it's just hilarious. And I just like to have fun with the, with the fans. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like we know how to build stars. We, we know how to build stars, and we're the best at doing it. And I have no problems with, they can call it whatever they want to call it. It's like, it's what it is. It's like We're the best at this. This is what we do. This is what we do. You can't tell me how to build a star. You can't tell me that. I, I Like, this, we eat, sleep, and drink this. Man, Lynn, that sounds like confidence. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to start with this. So, I'm watching the college, the game before Colorado plays Oregon. Uh-huh. And I see all these people like upset. They tired of the Deion coverage, right? They, they're sick of it. Now, Deion Sanders turns a, a program around that was 1-11 last year. They've already won three games, right? They already beat a ranked team, the runner-up for the national championship. But people don't like this. They don't like, they don't like Deion. They don't like this. And I, I drew the parallel, and you commented on it. I was like, I wonder what it would have been like if the Fab Five was around during the social media era. Five ball black men, freshmen, oh long baggy shorts, black socks, <laughs> confident. Can right? you imagine? They didn't win the championship, <laughs> right. but they changed how basketball was perceived forever. They would have got crushed. They would have got for smoked. losing that game. But they would have got smoked beforehand because people wouldn't like that coverage because they were yeah. confident. Yeah. C Webb, Jalen, right? They were confident. Yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, we talk about Dion today. Floyd was the same way, confident. Yeah. Your team was the same way, confident. What is it about this country? And sports journalists, they don't like confidence, particularly from black men. Because they're intimidated. They're, they're intimidated. It's, 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 let's just call it what it is. It's that, you know, when, when you're in a situation when you work very hard, nobody's giving Dion and Dion, Dion is Dion. I mean, he earned everything. He earned all the accolades. 
dude, he's arguably one of the greatest football players that have ever played the game. Yes. Best two-way player ever. ever. Yeah, two-sport athlete. Insane. And so with, with that being said is that, I'll take his quote, he says, they're, they're uncomfortable. They're just, they're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable because there's something about us as a culture that, you know, when we speak, you know, we speak with confidence that, you know, whether it's, whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, whether it's, you know, politics or whatever, you know, we've worked just as hard as another culture, you know, um, and, and just it's something about and when you put people in those situations and, and, you know, I, that, I'm just ecstatic for what Dion has been doing. He just started doing this. He's a, he's, this is bigger than football. Yes. Because he's impacting these young men's lives, you know, and, and some of the stories that you hear, it's just, I think it's just wonderful. It's just, and, and, you know, people don't like to see that. But the reason why I'm bringing you into this is because the biggest thing that ends up happening is people prey on their downfall, right? <laughs> they're praying on Dion's downfall. As soon as Dion loses a game, like, oh, he got humbled. Bro, they're not going to go undefeated the whole year, oh. right? So in this situation, why I'm bringing you into this is I'm watching social media and I'm watching people taking shots at you. Oh, where's the showtime schedule, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> listen, I used to work for DAZN and I'm looking at the DAZN schedule. It's like, yo, you got to pay $20 a month for this? Are you for real? <laughs> like, ain't nobody talking shit about top rank schedule. Nope. Ain't nobody talking shit about matchroom schedule. Nope. But they're coming to you. You, yeah. not yeah. Espinosa. They're coming right. to you yeah, right. for showtime schedule. Because they, they've always wanted to see y'all lose. Facts. They're going to pray on your downfall. How, I'm not saying how do you deal with it, but is it easy for you to see, like, when you see what Dion's going through, and, and hopefully we can get Dion to come to a fight because I think that'd be great. But is it easy for you to see, like, I know exactly what he's dealing with right now. Totally. I, I can speak to it, you know. And, and it's, it's amazing because what is Dion doing wrong? It's, it's like, he the the coverage the spotlight is on him because one he's Deion Sanders yeah he's Deion Sanders but also he's a great coach he's a great man he's a great father you know he's leading by example he's a he's he's a man of faith you know what is he doing wrong he's black you know <laughs> I'm sorry so he, so <laughs> so he has swag he's okay. black yeah it's like it's like he's always been like that yep <laughs> you know and if you don't have that self belief in that that confidence is, you know, our parents have raised us, you know, with, it's just like, shame on you. It's like, we, that's how we are. And, and I'm not changing. I, you know, I'm not going to like dummy something down. It's like, you say something crazy to me, I'm going to say something crazy to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's just how it is. I mean, it, just, and one more, Kel, I'll throw it back to you because they do the same to Tank right now. Oh, they yeah. pray on Tank's downfall. They pray it on Floyd's fountain. They prayed on Floyd's downfall so much that Floyd made a career out of people paying to see him lose and the shit never happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, 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 you know, to our credit, it's like, you know, you know, and during these times, it's like, okay, this is what y'all want to do. It's like, you know, I can kind of back up a little bit with the Conor McGregor situation. Yeah. You know, we was, as a country... You know, it was it's a lot of tension, it's a lot of tension back in 2017, you know, a lot of tension. So there was a divide 
Okay, so this group of people, they were wanting to see this young man be successful at fighting a guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's undefeated. They put their money on it. <laughs> Easiest money I ever made in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just how society is, and it's just, it's unfortunate, but, you know, you just continue to, that way I look at it is that just continue to don't change who you are. You know, we don't, and what we've learned early on, we we can't even really hear the noise because it's like, you're so, so you can't really hear it. Yeah. You know, you can have fun with it once in a while, but it don't affect, it's like their opinions of of us, it don't, it's like, bro, it's like you, you're not, you're not gonna affect one decision that we that we make with anything that we got going. Not one. You're in a unique position because, like we see from Dion, and Dion, I guess, is in this position too. Uh, even though he's a coach with it as well, he's kind of the CEO of that school, right? Like, but the job now is, and he does this so well, and you've done this so well, is that you bottle that. You like numbers don't lie. People be like, yo, he's getting all this coverage. We're tired of Colorado. It's because that moves the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like, they wouldn't be giving them coverage if this flopped on television, if this flopped on social media. Like that moves the needle. And that's what you guys did with Floyd, what you guys do with Tang. And you're in this position where you got to bottle what people hate or you got to bottle this swag, this black culture and bring it to the masses and make it this commercial and financial success. How hard is that? Because honestly, we just being real right now, because a lot of times you got to sit in a boardroom or a meeting room with a bunch of older white folk and be like, this is what's cool and what makes money. And they have no clue what this is about. How hard is that to present to them and be like, I'm telling you, this is what does it. It's very hard. It's it's very hard. And in our case, you know, we've led by example based upon, you know, history will show you this and tell you we know what we're doing. And it just comes down to you doing your part and we're going to do our part. And then when you put those two together, you can make some magic happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did they believe you would tank? Because it's easy with Floyd because you have a history, right? Like you put Floyd on any table. They're like, oh, it's way with <laughs> But like, you're like, no, we're doing it again with this kid. Did they immediately believe you and be like, okay, yeah, we'll give you the entire arena in Atlanta. Like we could take it to no, different markets. Yeah, we can no, do, we're, did they we're, believe we're, you would tank? No, Tank doing his part one, and then we doing our part, putting our putting our at that time the our young fighter in the best situation to be successful. Because again, you have to. The key to success is that you got to surround yourself with smart people. And I can honestly say this: like we have the best team, and and we running this, we run, and and that's what's making people uncomfortable. And I can say we because we all are one. You know, it's making people uncomfortable because it's like, you, you know, it's like at every turn, we've outmaneuvered the competition. We've outmaneuvered the competition. Before I give it back to Dre, is Gervonta the face of boxing? Yes. Even with, even with Canelo still around? We're sitting in Canelo weekend, Gervonta, because we talked to you before the last fight. Yeah. And Tank came out afterwards and said, I'm the face of boxing. He is the face of boxing. Yes, he is. Hmm. I want to ask you about Al Heyman. <laughs> because all of this boils down to a lot of people dislike Al Heyman. Al Heyman. Hmm. Think, imagine that. Imagine that. I mean, what else does he have in common, right? But you don't do interview. There's very few. It's a funny story. I brought Sway to the Manny Pacquiao-Tim Bradley fight. Mm-hmm. Sway came out here and I had him I think he emceed the way mm-hmm. right Sway had never seen Al Heyman Al actually poked out for a second and I was like yo that's Al Heyman and Sway was like he was looking at this white dude and he was like that's Al Heyman I was like no the black dude right there and he was like hey for real nobody knows what Al looks like right Al has had one of the most unique stories in entertainment and sport he's changed everything why doesn't Al? You've known him for a long time. Is it? Does Al know that once he opens his mouth, it's like it's like the the whiz when you pull back the curtain? Does he like to be behind the scenes? Like loves to be behind the scenes. He wants nothing to do with being out front. It's just sometimes people's personalities are different. You know, like I don't prefer to be out front, but my job requires me to be out front. I prefer to play the back. You know, and for a number of years, you know, Floyd was in the front, you know, and, and you know, we're the brains behind the, the, you know, the guy who's an incredible fighter. Um, and then sometimes you have to come out front. Somebody's got to do it, you know, and, and so you just embrace it. It's just part of what you got to do. But that's not his personality, like how it's it's like, you know, it's kind of really hard to explain. He enjoys, you know, just not being seen, not being like, you know, we we have like the coolest, you know, brotherhood. And, you know, 
I actually talk to him more than anybody. You know, it's like we talk. He just called me <laughs> when we were walking in. It's like we we talk at a minimum four times a day, four is, times a day. Is he? So I liken him to the Clarence Avon of block boxing. Well, that's his partner, right? Yeah, that's his partner. They they come up together. It took so many years for Clarence Avon's story to be told. Yes, right. The Netflix documentary is amazing. Yes. Does Al want a story told? No, 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 no. He just wanted. He just wanted. Just he live his life and do what he's got to do. Continue to take care of. It's so inspirational that he has to take care of, and he's he's a genius, and he just wants to just kind of just do it behind the scenes and and not get any credit. And Leonard, I know it's so inspirational, though it really is. As as a it young really black is. man in the business, who like I do media, but I've done stuff behind the scenes as well. And it's like when you see something on somebody like Clarence Avon, who basically shaped and molded black music for years, yeah. and Al is doing this for boxing, where in a sport, as we talked before, we even went on air, it's been very regional, right? Canelo's got a base; you can rely on that base. Mm-hmm. Black fighters don't have a base, but Al Heyman found a way to get people like Floyd paid. Right, that story needs to be told. I know he don't want it told through his mouth, but somebody's got to tell that story or something. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that you know um, I agree with you. You know, um, but he's just he would never do an interview. He would never like. He's just he's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. But that's my guy. Like I mean, yo, it's like, like, like you know, I'm not. I'm not no youngster. He's, you know, he's got me by a few years, but he's like a, that's my partner. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my, like having an older brother. It's somebody that got your back. And it's just like, like we share so much knowledge on a daily basis, you know, with everything. And it's just not about life and family and, and stuff. And it's just like, I've learned so much. From him, man, and it's like, it's it's like that's why it's like my and it, and it's been like that from day one, been like that from day one. And like people think that Al from where we from, like you know, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, he's the Harvard grad and you know one of the smartest guys in the entire world, but he he get out. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? You know, you know, you know what I mean? It's like game of dominoes without. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, you know, he's like us. He ain't he ain't come from some you know what I mean? He comes from the same kind of upbringing as we so it's like he talked the same kind of talk that we talk. Yeah. There's always the one photo of Al and I I think it's a Floyd fight. Of course. And then yeah. Floyd knocks out somebody. And like the fighters part yeah. is just out here, like just sitting <laughs> in the crowd. People are like, oh my god, he went to a fight. Like that that one photo goes around all the time. What fight would it take to get Al out? Sit at ringside. Again. I, 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 I don't think you ever going to see that. <laughs> I don't think those you, I don't, are done. <laughs> yeah, those, those things are, are, are done. You know, they have such an incredible bond as well. Him and so Floyd's retired. Yeah. You know, and it's, Al has a cool relationship with his top guys, but half the guys, Al just ain't talking to you. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you ain't getting him on no phone. Most of that's talking about, 
that's why it's like when Canelo said what he said, you know, he's actually sat down with him. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, it's like an honor. Like, yeah. no, it like is. this is, it yeah. is. Yeah. And, and Canelo felt that. He felt that. And you, I mean, you could hear it in the conversation. It was like, you know, and Canelo's a real dude. Like, since we got like 10 more minutes, I feel like we did this last time. I want to pick your brain about stuff going forward in boxing. Hey, wait, before you do that, can I shoot down something real quick? Yeah. It's just all over the place. Why is everybody saying Javante Davis is fighting Keith Thurman? Where the where did this come from? I, Good question. I have <laughs> no idea where that nonsense came from. And then something about a catch weight too. Yeah, like one forty three. I think people just put stuff out there just for clicks. How, how many times do you sit there because you know, right? Yeah, boxing is like the worst sport yeah. with like rumors that of things that are never going to happen. How many times do you sit back and be like, "Oh, that shit ain't happening"? And how many times is there ever been a time that you saw and was like, "How the fuck they know that"? Never, because the one thing that we've been able to be successful with, we move in silence. Mm. So it's like we don't, unlike, unlike you know, one of them loudmouth promoters, they, they, they run it because they want to be, be out front. They want to be seen and want to be heard. They want to make it look like they're doing something. They ain't doing nothing. And how you get things done, you, you work behind the scenes. And then when it's time to make the announcement, it's like, I'm not saying you catch everybody off guard, but everything's done. Yeah. You, you know, and we don't need people's opinion to tell us whether it's going to be good or bad. We know what it is. You know, you know what I mean? And it's like, we don't sit there and gossip and be talking and, oh, look what I'm doing. No, we just do, you execute and on to the next. Like, you know, we're into 2024, you know, on matchups things of that nature. So it's like we keep everything, you know, close-knit and tight. It's us. I'm actually your opinion then on a couple of fighters. None of your fighters because I don't want to get into your business with Tank and everything else. But uh, I have a title. Just of Tank's your, not my fighter. He's regardless, his own boss. Your friend, yes, yes. Uh, advising and just supporting mm -hmm. people. Yes, I don't want to get your opinions on anyone you're too close to. Okay. How about that? Um, but peripheral, good mm -hmm. friendships and stuff. Just picking your boxing mind and your matchmaking mind. If you were to lay out a blueprint, who would you have these fighters fight next? I'll just give you three fighters. If you could pair them with anyone. Ooh. <laughs> just real quick. Just, and just, if you were like, yo, I could put this person in for, to steer their career in a good way, this is who I'd pair them with. First one, Roly Romero. I can't say that. I, I can't say that because I work with Roly. Okay. Next one, I will give you, and we know Regis is the next fight, but Devin Haney, 2024. Bill's doing a good job with him. He's done a phenomenal job to get him to where he's at. They're making incredible money. So everything that they're doing is right on, right on pace. Right, right on pace. So I don't know really what their plans, you know, are. But they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing. Ryan Garcia, if he had to, you know, as a bounce back. Mm. Tough one. Because he did big numbers. Y'all helped yeah. him do big That's That's a lot Without of momentum. Doubt, it's like I got the utmost respect for Ryan Garcia. You know, not only as a boxer, but as a, you know, as a 
as a man, young man, you know, and the same with his mother and father. And, and it's a mutual thing. I should say that. Um, so I want to see him successful. I want to see him successful. And I, I'm pretty confident that whatever the next move that he makes is going to be the right move, whatever it is that whomever he's working with, you know, but uh, he's, he's kind of like in control of his own, there's a lot of say so, all the say so in, in, in the direction his career is going to go in because he's got a taste of seeing what it's like to do some first class and being involved with first class people. And if you notice and you listen to his comments, then, I mean, he's, he's real. He's a real, and I've always liked him. I, 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 you know, I go on the record. I've always liked him. And I think that he's always kind of looked up to me, you know, as a young guy, cause I'm the type of guy that's like, I'm cool with everybody, you know, with people who are, I'm a fight like, because it's like, I understand, you know, what these young guys go through and it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a respect thing. It's a mutual respect, you know, and it's just business at the end of the day, these guys are just trying to feed their families. And it's like, if, if you want to be successful, you need to get with us. I'm just keeping it a hundred. You know, so that's on you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What you might got going, it might be good, but it's like, we can take that thing to a whole nother level. And that's just me just speaking factual. And I'm not trying to interfere with, with anybody who got anything going on in their situation, you know, who they're just like, yo, we have a proven product over here. But as you sit back, Tank and Ryan is happening. Fight happens. Everybody goes home. You're watching Ryan Garcia and Oscar De La Hoya feud in the media. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because when things get out to the media like that, or people get on Twitter and have Twitter fingers, it becomes a dangerous situation between a fighter and his promoter. What is your concern for Ryan being in that situation? Do you think it'll work out? Or do you think he's now in a tough spot because it's contentious? Because we just saw it with Oscar and Canelo, and we saw where Canelo had to go. What is your take on this situation with Ryan and Oscar? Well, I happen to, um, I, I'll just put it this way. I don't have all the information, per se. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I already know how this kind of stuff ends. You, you know what I mean? It's like, again, when somebody is like, you know, you take a, you take a young lady out, you know, you take her out and you show her some nice things and she's at the time of her life and then she got to go back to this? <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, honey, sorry. <laughs> but, but no, in all, all seriousness, um, whatever their situation is, is that I'm sure it'll work out however it's supposed to work out. I don't wish nothing bad. Um, you know, if, that, if he has a contract, which he says he does, I would never interfere with this contract. Um, but if a fighter's not happy, then there's not too much you can kind of do. It's going to be hard to kind of to, to turn that around. It's going to be hard to kind of turn that around. But he has because you. sometimes it's more it's more than money, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's more than money, and, and it's like I get so many fighters that come up to me and it's like they say, "Yo, like I would love to work with you." But you just a cool dude. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
Because it's, it's like you treat people like you want to be treated, you know, where it's just like, you know, you're not in an authoritative position where you're like, no, it's just like you telling them like, oh, just listen. Yeah. Just listen. And when you listen, these great results can happen. But if you don't listen, then there's some terrible stories out there that, you know, that guys, they start out having a little success and then they get kind of veered off and then it just goes all downhill from there. But I, I think that Ryan is still going to be one of the biggest attractions in the sport. I really do. He's got your number. <laughs> if things were to happen let me ask you this before we uh, get ready to get out of here with, with Carmelo's situation because boxing has been in this, this situation we've seen like fighters get world title fights really quick in their career like Lomachenko was fighting for titles really quick is it a slow process with Carmel or if these opportunities present themselves where he could fight for a world title you jump on him soon or is it really about Let's build him in these different regions before we get to that situation. Well, I can honestly say this. I'm very high on him, you know, and I think he's special. And I don't throw that word around there. Boy, Mayweather thinks higher than I think. Mm -hmm. My thought process. That tells you everything. Floyd was dead serious. He was like, Talking about putting him in there with uh, Wood. Lee Wood, yeah. He was he was dead serious. So he's definitely going to be in the fast track. And within the year, he's going to be fighting for a world title. Within the year? Within the year. At 18 years old. At 18 years old. I think we've seen that since Tyson. No, I mean, Tyson won at 21. He won the world title at 21. Yeah. No, like, listen, the, the, the ability, that the, the things that Floyd Mayweather can do, Nobody else can do, okay. And 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 Floyd already done told y'all he wanted this to happen in the first fight. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> so what's going to change his mind? The only thing that could slow this and down, I back his play. The only thing that could slow this down is if Drake bets on, bets on Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Keep him away from Drake. We can't have Drake <laughs> bet on. We can't have him show up. We got to lock the doors when he pull up. Look, I know y'all know Drake, oh but God. keep Drake away oh from Kamel Mouton because Drake is a... Hey, he look, can't you know, notice you ain't seen him around Tay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking about that. Oh, but Drake, no. Drake, no. Drake's my Drake, guy. Drake, Drake's my guy. Drake, no. Drake's my guy. Like, He's I like y'all, but not yeah. enough to bet on y'all because uh, I tried Jake's night. Uh, uh, no, it's That's just going to be so. amazing to watch Kamel this weekend. And again, talking about you know, just fast tracking him. It's going to be interesting to see who he is as a professional because amateurs are great, but they don't allow you to really, really do everything you want to do as an amateur. So I feel like we're definitely going to see the best of Carmel now as a professional, even compared to what we've seen with headgear and everything else on, even in sparring. Yeah, yeah, he has the best mentor possible when it comes to Floyd Mayweather. I'm saying as far as the... The boxing in the ring stuff is just like, man, it's like he's on speed dial. He's How do you get people dial. to fight him? That's that's gonna be the next thing. That's gonna be the trouble. How do you get people to fight him? If he's everything Floyd says he is, and Floyd's had he's seen a lot. He's seen everyone's gone through that gym. Haney, At one point world, undisputed champ, gone through that gym. Tank, biggest name, gone through that gym. If Floyd said someone is special, they're special. How are you gonna get people to fight this kid? Because sooner or later, 
No one's going to want it. How are you going to get a 32-year-old grown man with a title and be like, yeah, I'm going to fight this 18, 19-year-old kid? Money talks. Mm. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> like, yeah. uh, he's fighting like third on the card. Have you talked to Steven Espinosa about like showing this fight on YouTube? Or? I think they bumped it up. Did they bump it up? Because like where, where is he fighting? Now. But it's not, it's, a tele, it's not televised. We We haven't... I don't want to have that discussion here. Um, he put it this way. He's in a, he's in a very unique situation mm-hmm. and he, he's fighting on this card for a reason. I he's he's fighting on this card for a reason and he's going to come right back and fight in November. He's fighting <laughs> in November. Years are like, like, like mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't always have to break out the calendar. It's, it's going to be exciting to watch his career and to watch him grow as a fighter. So nah, man, if he fights in November, come back through. It's always great talking to you. I appreciate it. Everyone. We, we got to bring him and, through. And again, you know, while we're speaking on him, we have some other terrific young talent too. Jaleel so, Hackett. Yep. Yes. My guy from DC. Um, Robert Merriweather, Dorian Khan, just to name a, a, a few. I've heard Merriweather's power is real. Yeah. No, he's the real deal. He is the real. Every time I see his name on something is like his power. Yeah. Wow. He, he is the, he's the real deal. Mm. The real deal. Yeah, I can't. I, I need to get down to the gym and just see him in person. I already just take pads off people's hands. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was <laughs> like, oh, all these youngsters. One. <laughs> you know that's that's what I I like. Um, you know, I don't want two hundred fighters, even though I work with a lot of guys. But it's like I'm not a hundred percent in control of their career, that kind of thing. Because again, you know, I, I work with Al, right? Yeah, boy, with you know a lot of stuff. So, but guys that are actually signed to, you know, me, us, whatever, it's like, I like the fact that it's just a small group of guys, but then I can just put my hands on each and every one of them and kind of, you know, give them that, that guidance that they need, especially when they're young, Yeah, you know, things to look out for and things that, you know, because Floyd was at one point, he was, the youngster that, you know, that thought he knew it all, you know, when he was young, 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 young. And he was just like, and I was, I was always the, as they say, oh, here he is. He's the party pooper. Oh, here L comes. He's, it's like, he gonna ruin the fun. And yeah, that was me looking out. Like, you know, it was like, cause I was the old, older guy. And then boy, at one point, Floyd came to me. He said, man, I'm so glad that I caught on early and like locked in and listened. Because then you were able to go to the next level. It was like we had to kind of clear the circle of people and, you know, get rid of weed stuff out. And and he understood it early on, early on. He was like, man, this is, now I see what you were saying when this and that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, knowledge is that you being that OG, it's, it's, it's invaluable. Yeah. And y'all, Again, with a stable of fighters like that, y'all just getting started. And right. and that's in, incredible to see. Tank's 28. He's still super young. You guys did an amazing job with Tank's career. Now he's, you know, out there flourishing and becoming his own boss yeah. and taking those teachings. You are like, all right, cool. We got this uh, 17-year-old kid. We're ready. And then it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's like in other sports. They're like, yo, we don't, we don't rebuild. We reload. And, yeah. and that's like the Alabama football mentality. Y'all just, you know, we're, 
We do great. We push them on and they're going to have great careers. And then we're next one up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and that's the that's the, the 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 great thing about you know building relationships. Yeah, and I I just again when you speak of tank, it's just yo, you know where I'm at. Yeah, you know what I think. I've been telling everybody for years what he was gonna be. He's he gonna did. be the biggest star in the entire sport one day, one day. Just watch, and they got tired of me saying that. Like oh, like yeah, you uh, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, Coach Dion, they ain't like that comment. No, they don't like it. <laughs> Makes them uncomfortable. Makes them uncomfortable. That's what we're talking about. All right, man. Uh, before we do that, everyone, again, Leonard Ellerby here, amazing show. Let's think about Tank. How does he get bigger? What's what's that next level for Tank? Just continue to doing the things that he needs to do on a daily basis, taking care of his family, staying in the gym, listening to his team, you know, and and – knocking down everybody that is in front of him. And he wants all the smoke. Let's just be clear on that. He all of it. He ain't ducking nobody. No, no. It's no such thing, man. It's just the, the timing of, of of this. And if you're asking me, like, directly, it's like, I just always say that, that's, that certain things aren't ready yet. Certain, certain things aren't ready yet. And when the time, it's going to be time. It's going to happen. You know, it's gonna, and we're going to see. Because where, the, where are these guys going? Because Tank ain't going nowhere. Where are these guys going? They're not going nowhere. They're not running from the smoke. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And it's frust- it gets frustrated. And I get it. We were at one, at one point in that situation. And it's like, because I, I always tell the people, Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. If a guy like Aram was, you know what I mean? He had all the. Imagine, do you think he'd be saying, hey, let me give these guys an opportunity just to ruin my stuff? Let me just give them an opportunity because I'm getting pressure from the fans. No, what Aram's going to tell you is what he's going to tell you. He's like, F. Yeah, there we go. That's how he starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what he's gonna tell you. I mean, he's he. That's one thing about the old man is that he's very direct about Straight it. Straight up, he's, yeah, he's very. And you, you know, he 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 told 
people from the beginning. It's like, oh, that's not big. And like, that fight is not big. He knows. Yeah. He knows. He ain't no dummy. Did you respect when Shakur said what he said? I think, uh, I forgot what podcast that was, but Shakur was like, who am I to come to tank with an offer? I think I commented on that. I think I somewhere, I, I said, you know what? I said, somebody asked me about that and I said, I can see the, the, the maturation. I, I could see it based upon that comment that he made because he's talking like a businessman. Yep. yep. And, and that's how he should be talking. That, we don't see young fighters do it. No, Everybody no. goes, oh, and, and he's like, so me, whoever blah, 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 he's blah. getting that from, it's like, I, I, I gave him credit publicly. Like, that's it. He's, he's, I like, I like that because it's like, he's dead on right. It's like, nobody can make tank. <laughs> like that just sounds silly. It sounds silly. But if you talk to the fans, oh, why? No, they yeah. don't understand. 50, it's like 50. 50, like, 50 every like, like, like that man was like, we were in that situation when it came to Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's like you just hope that your name, name and number gets called. Yeah. And if he happens to pick you, you just got to be ready and go handle your business. Yeah. Well, you know? not only do you handle your business, you antagonize the shit out of Oscar every turn. <laughs> you wore the sombrero Man, with the, was, the Mexican flag. Oh, well, we had so much fun with that thing. Well, that's going to be in my book. Oh, my God. We, that, we had, Kel, when I say we had so much fun with that, it was just like, we were just talking about this. We drove that man crazy. Nuts. We drove him like literally crazy. But that's that key. They give you a shot. You take it. And yeah, and yo, we like, in here. Say, so, okay, we in this now. <laughs> like, yo, I went back and watched the in, the entire 24-7 for that. Oh my God, it was the best. It was so good because I was like, yo, you could see like Floyd was, all y'all was just like, oh, we got this opportunity. We ain't, y'all gonna remember us. And then the funny thing is, what do people remember about the fight? All they remember is Floyd won. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what everybody talks about? Yeah. The walkout yeah. with the sombrero. Yeah. And the 24-7. The 24-7. It was the, it was the best. I mean, because the whole buildup with that, when we first got to the, you know, because Floyd was going about things the wrong way. I pulled him to the side and said, let's try this angle. Let's try this angle. Because he actually respects you as a fighter. Mm-hmm. He actually respects you. You know, he wants he wants to be you in the ring. He see your daddy like working with you. He wants he wants to fight like you. He loves your swag, but he just can't come out and say that. Right. You you know what I mean? Because he's kind of got this image. Yep. He's got to be a certain kind of way, and you know, and at that time nobody knew about his lifestyle oh. and whatever, whatever. But it's like, you know, so we he kind of was taking the wrong approach, and then. This start kind of saying some nice stuff, saying some nice stuff, and you kind of might be feeling the stuff a little bit. It's like, <laughs> wow, this, yeah, you know, that's that's big, a compliment coming from somebody like Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's like Jay say something. It's like, oh wow, like yeah. Jay said that. Yep. You know what I mean? And so that kind of thing, and then it's like. Press conference. He's up there and he's, you know, he's like, saying all these wonderful things. And Floyd comes up to the, Floyd comes up to the podium. Oh my god, it was the funniest thing ever. And Floyd was like, "Yeah, B, I'm a f you up." And you could just see, like, if you just go Yo, back Oscar's and watch his face, his face is like, Floyd, I thought we were friends. <laughs> 
It was great. Yo, Andres oh was just saying that Charlo should do that this weekend because it's been so nice. It's so calm yeah. and friendly between him and Canelo. Like, yo, you got to do something. You got to flip the switch. got to do something. It's been yeah, who, knows, who knows what he has in store? But one thing I do know, his confidence is on one trillion. And the, the preparation, Derek, that he got him ready. So it's, it's like I what people think is a disadvantage, I think it's one of his advantages. And so we're going to see how the fight plays out. And what, it, what that is about the weight. People say that the you know moving up to weight classes, in this particular case, it's not. Only because I've seen firsthand where when a guy can actually fight and you got the skills, not comparing him to Floyd or anything, but Floyd walked around at his, I mean, he fought at his walk, walking around weight. And in camp, he was able to eat. Yeah. And every day he came to the gym, he was strong as an ox. And you would hear that even the sparring partner say, before you lock him up, and he's like, man, that little dude's strong. <laughs> and, you know, I've had to tussle. I boxed him before and, and you know, tussle with him, and he's strong. And so it, it's, it's like when you walk around at the weight that you're going to kind of be fighting at, yeah. it's like he's not having to cut. Yep. So he's able to eat whatever he wants to eat, eat the good food, Every single day in camp is brutal. And so when anytime a fighter has to do a 20, 25-pound weight cut, some weeks leading into the fight, you don't have the same kind of strength. Some of your sparring partners are getting the best of you. It gets frustrating. You just want to get this over. Charlo seems to me in great mood. He's been eating good. He's feeling good. Been getting great boxing. And that don't mean that the result is going to be the way, but I'm saying the preparation has is, is been great. But then the flip side, you got the other guy over there. It's just like he licking his chops. <laughs> he licking his chops because, you know, it's like he wants he 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 wants that smoke with the black fighter. He That's the guy he wants. For so many years, people are saying he ducked a black fighter. And, which and, I've seen and guess fight what? He ain't, he ain't going to come out and say that. But uh, I know subconsciously, he wants to show y'all. He wants to show the people. Yeah, he wants to show the people. Yeah, like, yo, he said, I'm like that. Like, yeah. I don't care. It's like, whether he's black, whether he's Hispanic, whatever. It's like, I'm that guy. And I think that this is my opinion. I think that that's what his thought process is. Because, see, I know firsthand, like, his preparation with every camp, he has brothers in his camp. You know what I mean? And that was a smart, again, Eddie is a is a very very smart trainer and an excellent manager. And see, when you got somebody in your corner like that, again, is that I'm quite sure he stole some of my stuff. <laughs> I'm quite sure he did, but it's okay though. It's it's okay because it's like actually, actually, I'll tell you this quick little story. That that's kind of how we made the Canelo fight. It's kind of how we made the Canelo fight. It was like they was the, you know, they was. They jumped out there and they wanted to fight for it. You know, it's like, oh, he was very vocal. Canelo didn't English at the time, you know. And he was very vocal about um, wanting to fight Mayweather. It's like, oh, we'd be willing to, we'd be willing to come down to, you know, huh? Okay. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You want That's what you we got doing. I, I feel like I have a million questions, but I guess one more off of what you just said. It is just funny about people finding that they're walking around weight. Terrence Crawford is a guy who fights near his walking around yeah, weight. Yeah. We just saw the difference between him and someone who has to cut 20 pounds for a fight and what it means going into that fight. But one of the funniest questions I've seen on social lately, and it's been going around, multiple people have been asked this. I want to ask you. You would know better than anyone. Does Terrence Crawford beat any version of Floyd Mayweather? Absolutely not. <laughs> People would say he and would that's, get that's money no, Mayweather that's no in the dis- business, but that's not no disrespect boy. to to Terrence at all. But absolutely, no version. Like. No version. No version. And that's not, again, I'm just being honest. Yeah, Is it, I know because I know what I know. I know. I know what I know, and. And Terrence is that guy. Floyd is also too on another level. On another on another level because certain advantages, you know, that Terrence has openly spoke about, you know, lifestyle, whatever was that you can't attribute none of that to Floyd Mayweather. You can't you you can't. You can't. Like, it's an even playing field. Like the man lives in the gym, he doesn't yeah, put anything in his body. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's like. It reminds you, me of when people said Pacquiao would beat Floyd. We all knew that. And and, and, I, and, and again, that's why I I don't like. I, I've openly said this is that I don't like to do those mythical matchups right. because it's like it's like why even go down the road? What if you know? It's like oh. I just only kind of deal with reality, but I'm just, I can honestly speak on my opinion that no version of that. And it's, and, and that's with the utmost respect for Crawford. It's like, like, whether it's pretty boy or whatever, it's like, that dude is a monster, yo. And And it's like, and, and see, this is the thing. You're, at a disadvantage anyway, because we got we got the ups on you anyway. Because look who you working with, so you're going to be at a disadvantage from the beginning. It's it's always <laughs> interesting to see people because there's yeah. there's so many different aspects that go into a fight, yeah. and no one had an advantage over Floyd in any of the aspects. So Never. it was one of those things where it's like he has the leg up. In, well, in the only time somebody had an advantage was when we went into the De La Hoya fight. But we had to overcome those things by the fight in the, fight in the ring. It was like we knew we just had to get there. It's once, and that was the key, just getting getting to the ring, get that, get, get that contract signed, getting to the ring, actually, you know, and they make the announcements and that bell ring, and Floyd had it from there. Floyd had it from there. It's like, like you're not on his level. <laughs> you're not on his level, dude. Yeah, it's one of those once-in-a-generation fighters, like, truly. And that's what Floyd is. Yep. Uh, I saw someone the other day that said, right now, Floyd would be a champion in three different weight classes if you Yeah, no, I've, he heard the cra- I've heard the craziest stories. It's like, yo, it's like he could afford. No, bro, because we would have never put him in there with no Triple G. It's like, that's just dumb. Like, yeah. Floyd walked around like the most I've ever seen him walk around is 50, 51. Now he's a little, you know, a little heavier. But it's like, why would we put him in there with a guy that 
walks around at 80, 85, yeah. and fights like and punches like a, a a mule and 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 it's like, why would you do that? Stupid. Nah. This is like this is dumb. But no. the people who watch his exhibitions right now, it's like, a, that, still now that's a reason why like, like, he they, could be a champion weight, at weight classes do matter because it's just like, yo, fifty four was pushing it. Fifty four was pushing it. What do you say when Terrence Crawford not- wants to fight Canelo? At 68. Well, he that's said if Canelo a, wins at 68, Crawford was like, yo, I'd go fight him. That's his opinion. And stylistically, I don't know. I never even thought about it. Like, if that's what Crawford, if Bud that's what like, Bud yeah, wants to do, you know, the whole nine. But my only comment is that it don't work like that. It is not that easy to say, oh, I'm like, no, oh, that man is his own entity. He's definitely his own boss. Right. So it's like, nobody's going to tell him. Well, he's in, he's worked hard enough to be in that position where he's going to dictate every move that he makes. Canelo, he's going to dictate every move, and he's earned that right to do that. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it don't work like that. Like just because y'all are my, it don't work like that. And I'm and I'm not saying that. I'm just only just being honest. It's only just being honest. No, hundred percent, man. We can talk all damn day in here. But I appreciate <laughs> you taking time out to come through. Everyone, make sure you guys check out the fights. This weekend, check out Carmel. I guess this weekend and in November is going to be a busy, busy kid. The f- one of future faces of boxing for sure. Uh, he's been trending on social media for like two years, three years now. He beat the hell out of some guy in front of like a class full of girls. He had his do rag cape out. I knew he was special. Yeah, it was <laughs> you a blue somebody s- asking your do rag. Blue satin do rag cape yeah. out. That boy, that boy is different. <laughs> so make sure you guys watch him this weekend. Follow us on social media everywhere. Check out our YouTube for all the clips from all of our shows as well. We'll have another full boxing show breaking down Canelo and Charlo later on in the week because we'll be on Radio Row live from the fight. And then we'll also have our pro wrestling show, our normal one, coming at you guys on Thursday. So we appreciate you all. Thank you, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios. Till next time, we're out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.